0: welcome back to the dr Supercoach podcast you're on once again with cheezo no this isn't cheezo and if you bought that that would be really concerning. This is your regular host, Mrs. Pistol, here for a regular podcast where everything, as you can tell, is going just so well here at Dr. Supercoach. Everything's everything's fine, everyone. So uh, to join me, the regular host, as my special guest for this mid-prices podcast, please welcome the great Pistol. Pistol, thank you for joining me on my Dr. Supercoach podcast.
2: So I actually wrote her a script and she's completely not followed it for a single second so I'm really worried about how the rest of this podcast is going but I appreciate you no, being here.
0: <laughs> no, I did follow it for the first line but on your script I had to introduce myself as Chizo and it was impossible for me not to acknowledge that clearly that's not me. The listeners know. You can't fool, you couldn't fool them into uh, JB was meant to be on this podcast not even Chizo. I'm so yeah. confused about why Chizo was in this script. I don't sprint. know what
2: script you have. <laughs> <laughs> no, it
0: says it. It says it. Don't.
2: That's actually my fault. I did write. I did write JB. I mean, I did write and instead of JB. But JB was meant to be on this podcast. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is not here no. uh, because he has COVID and was unable to uh, get up for the podcast. So, wishing him all the best. But um, I've got my next best thing, and they weren't here, so then I had to grab my <laughs> wife. Unfortunately, for everyone. Oh at wow. Home.
0: <laughs> okay, I've got so much on this. The first thing being. I truly, I truly don't know if JB could have found a worse time in the entire year to get COVID than two days before the footy season starts.
2: Yeah, when we need him the most.
0: Yeah, when we really <laughs> needed him. I really needed him so that I didn't have to be here. The second thing is, for, so for my podcast, uh, Pistol, you know, whenever I get like a, um, a cancellation or something, Pistol's always like, sub me in coach, and I've always said no. And so jokingly today, I said it, and now I'm here. So I regret. I have a lot of regrets. Um, and JB, we wish you well. Like get well soon. But also, God, JB, how two days? Anyway, you did it. You have COVID. I hope. I, w- I hope you'll feel better soon. And we're going to talk about mid prices today, right? Pistol. That's.
2: I'm very excited. Let's uh, let's let's jump straight in. I think. Yeah, let's
0: do that. Let's <laughs> let's jump into it because. All right. I know everyone's trying to get their team sorted, and you have. All the best information on the mid-prices. So I think that we should start in the back line. Just work our way down, basically. But let's talk about Heath Chapman. $275,000 from Frio. Um, He's getting a lot of hype. Is he the best option down back?
2: So it's an interesting one with Chapman because he's getting more and more... Uh, Hype before the season starts, and I think that's more to do with the other options disappearing down back very quickly. uh, Miller who's priced at two seventy one k, he didn't train in the he didn't play in the intra club um, last week or a couple of days ago now uh, for Adelaide, so I'm not even sure he's going to be named for round one. So he's out, and then you've got Bowie who. Played without Salem, and the problem is that Bowie is a much better footballer in real life than he is a super coach scorer. So I'm not sure that's going to translate to him being able to average, you know, mid 70s for him to make 150k. It seems like a very high risk, as well as he's not even locked into the best 22. You got Trent Rivers that could come back at any time. So by default, and Coleman's injury. So by default, people looking at Chapman, who has looked really good in this preseason, he's playing in a free mantle team that are chipping the ball a lot around the back line. He's also used as that sideways kick uh, where they can switch it up and then he can kick it long down the line. So he gets like free marks and free effective kicks. So he needs to average 77 points to be able to make 150 K and it's looking like he's probably the best option down back to try and do that. But at the same time, it's possible that we're being forced into it just due to the, Lack of back rookies that are available.
0: Mm. That's very interesting. I mean, that looks like the the prime defence option. If we move on to the midfield, it looks like it's a bit of a battle between Matt Rowell from Gold Coast, three hundred forty three thousand dollars, and Jared Berry from Brisbane at two hundred sixty eight k. Give us give us your feelings about this toss up.
2: So before the preseason, um, Berry was basically you know in everyone's team. And he scored in the very first unofficial game, I think it was 157 supercoach points. And then everyone was like, all right, well, his ownership is doubling. He's going to be a fantastic pick for the season. Absolute luck. Now, the next game he came out and he scored 82, which is still fantastic for his price at two hundred and sixty-eight k. But just because Raul came in with a 121 last week and a 118 in the unofficial practice match before, people have jumped from Barry to Raul. And I kind of want to put like a big halt on that movement I and I understand why because you know Raul that junior he exploded when he first you know joined the, the league but the problem is both picks are very good in their own right it shouldn't be one over the other one I think you take both of them mm-hmm. if you can and if you can't I think Barry at 260k he's cheaper there's less risk he only needs to average 80 odd for him to actually you know I think it's 75 actually for him to make money or something like that so um, he looms as kind of the best mid-pricer, I think, in the entire game. Um, so I, I would be strongly recommending people pick Barry. He's, just, he's got it there, and Rao's not too far behind, to be honest.
0: I love that I asked you for the toss-up, and you basically went with lenos Dos. Like, why don't we do both? <laughs> but that's great. That's, that keeps everyone happy. So the the forward line... This is where we have so many options to talk through, and I'm sure that people are really wanting to know. So, here are some of the most popular, and then I want you to put them in in an order. So, we've got Mitch McGovern, 256K from Carlton, Will Brody, 224K from Frio, Charlie Kerno, 224K as well from Carlton. Tristan Sherry, 208k from North Melbourne, and Hugo two 206k from the Tigers. So can you put these in an order or are you just going to say, just blanket, go go with all of them? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no, I think there is a specific order I would be putting them in just to talk a little bit about each option very briefly. Um, McGovern playing in that intercept defender role, the, the addition of DPP changes throughout the season makes him a little bit more valuable, knowing that we can swing him back at the end of round six because he will get defensive status, forward defender status. So there's, I guess, an inbuilt reward with that pick in itself. The scoring potential is the one that's a little bit tricky um, because he needs to average a little bit more than the other guys being at least 30K more expensive. However, he scored 100 points in just three quarters last week uh, and, and looked very good. It seems to me that if I'm taking a guy that has... I guess, somewhat of a less risk. I mean, all these picks are innately risky because they're not a premium and they're not a rookie, but he seems like the, the number one forward mid-pricer in my eyes. If I had to choose between the second one, it gets a bit tighter, but Will Brody, this seems like... Situation that's too good to be true. Playing as a midfielder, he could get knocked out of the midfield by Fife's return, Tucker's return. I guess if they put Mundy back in the midfield, but he scored back to back tons in the preseason. If he plays, he can't play anywhere else. He has to play in the midfield. And if you've got back to back tons and then he's playing in the midfield, I'm going to pick him. 224k, it's simple as that. I'm just going to lock it in and hopefully he just rewards the faith. And you know what? If he's not names, then that's great. I won't pick him. (laughs) So that one will sort itself out. Thirdly, Tristan Sherry. It it is a toss-up between him and Brody, in my opinion. I know JB values them the other way around. He has Sherry above um, Will Brody, which is interesting. I obviously can't speak exactly for his reasons, but I can take a guess at the reasons. And that would just be because if Sherry... Has we, we expect him to get the number one ruck role for North Melbourne, whether that's a 50-50 split with Goldie, at least it's 50% as a ruck. And that means he you know, will score, as all ruckmen do, score quite a lot of supercoach points. He only needs to average 66 points to make 150K. And he might then have the job security, I guess, that Will Brody doesn't have if he's named in the ruck Going in on the team sheet, going into round one. So, in my opinion, I I think both will be named. Um, but I'm I'm taking those back-to-back Brody's a hundred, hundreds, I guess, and JB's thinking that the risk that Brody gets usurped from the Fremantle side is a little bit higher than than I do. So we we differ on that one. Um, and then I think we've got who's the last two left?
0: We got Charlie Kerno and Hugo Smith.
2: Awesome. So I think. I'd be putting in Hugo Ralph Smith just because he's 18K cheaper. I, I see these guys as much and muchness. Charlie Kerner's obviously got that injury risk he already missed last season cause he, last week because he hurt his knee and he's been injury prone basically his entire life. Um, and that risk doesn't seem really worth it for me. I don't expect him to you know be averaging 80 plus. Maybe he could average 70 plus and be a good pick, but with that injury concerns, just rule them out. And Ralph Smith, He will be fighting with Dan Rioli off that halfback flank. One of them will get the role. In round one, we won't know because Vlostuin, I think, is not going to play. In which case, him and Rioli will both play, and we won't know who will get the role for the first part of the Here's a cool fact.
0: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...
2: if Ralph Smith does get the role, then that would be, you know, very good for his scoring potential. He should be able to pump out some seventies. But to be honest, I think JB and I are in an alignment where we, we think there's too much risk here that Dan Rioli, who is a bit of a coach's pet. He will be the one that will get that halfback flank role, and Ralph Smith will either not be in the team or pushed up further up the ground, which doesn't bode well for his scoring potential.
0: I'm just thinking about, like, what if Sherry is the pick of the whole season and fewer people go with him because JB wasn't here to argue passionately for him because he got COVID. And we'll always look back at that. So, JB, (laughs) where are you, JB? This is, I have work. It's fine. Um, I want to ask about Josh Rochelle um, when comparing him to the rest of the mid-prices.
2: So, that's a good question because Rochelle's kind of like that litmus test of, like, actually how good are these mid-prices? Where you would stick them in? Um, in the order. So for me, personally, I would be putting him below Sherry, which I think is a big call. Um, More so because the scoring potential of somebody that's splitting Ruck 50-50, if he gets that role, will be quite high and it will keep the floor nice and high, whereas Rochelle playing as a half-forward for the Crows will put out some stinkers. I'm sure he'll score some 80s, but he'll also put out some 40s, and that's just to be expected of somebody with his role. So for me, if I'm ordering them, it's going to probably be Gov, Brody. Cherry than Rochelle and I think JB's order is vastly different he would be putting um Govern first and then Rochelle second um I'm assuming just because that job security is absolutely rock solid um for Rochelle he should play every game for the Crows um so JB's putting more of a value on that and I'm going I guess more for the higher higher risk higher reward play but at the end of the day those are the four main guys I think everyone else Kerno and Ralph Smith's fall um below rochelle on the list of like punts Mm.
0: so there's a lot of good options how many would you say is too many to take
2: i think you're picking you're picking rochelle and three maximum mid prices and that that's already a lot i think that would be the limit of how many would be like socially acceptable but (laughs) only uh two i think is a, a good compromise because it's unlikely that all mid-prices hit. We say it every year. They look great, and then half 50% of them fail. So if I'm taking McGovern, who I feel quite strongly about, and then one of Brody or Sherry, if I take Brody, for example, and he fails, I'm able to then swap him to Sherry at the end of round two before too much damage is done. So I probably will be taking two of them. It's possible if rookies are kind, I could squeeze in a third, um, but I'm not expecting rookies to be kind <laughs> before round one.
0: I mean, I was looking at it thinking these are all such great options. Like, I'm going to take them all and have so much money. But now you're like, well, maybe they won't do so well. So that's a bit upsetting. But what about, like, getting some more? And can you put them on your bench, for example?
2: I think Rochelle, as your F7s, the most you're going to want to pay. And even then, that's a lot of money to have on your bench. I think it's this year's the year to do it only if we got players like Nick Martin, um, Jack Hayes, and Hugh Dixon, um, McEntee, Jed McEntee. We've got... Uh, a couple other like Francis Evans all these guys even Corey Durden I expect him to be named but if if most of these guys aren't names then we're going to be forced to get Rochelle at F7 just to have somebody playing every week on our bench so it really comes down to the other rookies in what would be acceptable to have but I would be aiming to have Rochelle at F6 personally um, in my team just structurally I think that's probably wise decision given assuming the other rookies are names but yet to be seen on that one.
0: So if you're looking at like the whole group that we've spoken about, how would you rank all the mid prices regardless of their position?
2: That's, that's a pretty tough one. Um, I personally would be put, putting, I think, Barry number one, Raoul number two, um, just in terms of confidence of them making that 150K and potentially a lot more than 150K. I think it's on the cards that both of them can make 200 uh, 200k and small chance even more and then probably mcgovern after that just you know that dpp job security stuff like that so i feel like he is the next one down for me um after that it gets a little bit tricky i would be putting in brody and sherry for the reasons that we spoke about before and then chapman all the way down there. So it's interesting because Chapman, again, it feels feels like a pick out of necessity of the lack of defender options rather than him being a better option than any of these guys. Um, but at the moment, small more like beggars can't be choosers for those back rookies. So Chapman's in there. And then we'll end with probably Ralph Smith and Kerno coming up the rear. I've got JB's order that he sent me pre-podcast, which looks a little bit different than mine. Um, so I'll just read it out. He's got Barry, number one, Gov, number two, Raul, number three. Sherry, number four. Then he's got Brody, five. Chapman, six. Hugo, seven. Kern, eight. So you know what? It really wasn't that different.
0: <laughs> Good. We have consensus.
2: It was only uh, Govan and Raul switched the other way around. I think he, he rates Rochelle, I think that's the biggest difference, higher than Brody and sherry and i'm less convinced on that point so i think that's the biggest split between jb and i but otherwise that's that's pretty much the the mid price forwards all wrapped up i think
0: yeah and you know what you win in that debate because he's not even here (laughs) it's true by default (laughs) it's true i like everyone on this podcast thinks jb is wrong so jb shouldn't have got covid (laughs) two days before the preseason we're really sorry that that happened to you jb but you owe me big time and so do you pistol so this has been a fun time. Do you have any more information to give to people? This is, you know, pretty much some of the last content you're going to be doing for the season. It's been such a wild time and the, the, the daily doses. And I've not even seen you. This is like the most time I've spent with you. And and the season's now starting. And it's all happening. What's, you know, <laughs> final words. This is also off script, by the way.
1: <laughs> no,
2: yeah, No, yeah. She, she's not followed any of it for the entire no. time. She's just like, I'm just going to do my own thing. So I have regrets, but we're here now. <laughs> We've nearly made it the way through. Um, firstly, I think... The rookies this season will dictate any final minute structure changes. Um, keep an eye on them in round one, but also don't think that just because they're named in round one, that means that they're, you know, got rock solid job security and will hold it. People like Will Kelly I know is are still in a lot of teams and think he could be out before even price changes start. I've got concerns over Kane Baldwin and, you know, when Harry Jones returns and how that will look. So you just gotta be really careful with your rookies because they have to last, you know, at least a month um, to even start making money. So let the rookies dictate your structure strongly. Let them dictate where you put your mid prices. I mean, most of these mid prices are much for muchness. I'd say outside of Kernel and Ralph Smith, all of them could be, you could argue any order for any of them. So let that dictate your structure. And yeah, basically don't don't get caught out on the um, Wednesday night game because you got Wednesday night players locking in And then you've got the Thursday night match. We've got Durden who's going to play and Gipkis who's going to play on that Thursday night. So you've got like an hour. Teams will be named at like 6.20. Then you have an hour before the match starts to organize like your entire structure of your team so it's going to be a stressful time and hopefully hopefully the Supercoach website doesn't crash so make sure you've done the best you can before that point
0: I'm so looking forward to that hour I'm sure you'll be super chill (laughs) and that'll it be a really pleasant experience for me and everyone around you so it'll be good
2: I'm sure it'll be fantastic thank you
0: really glad the AFL keep keep doing things like this so yeah we, we had a good time I hope everyone enjoyed this I hope that you know everyone's teams are looking good good luck to the whole community hope that we have as good a season as as last year if possible because the community did so well very proud of all of you as like the i don't know self-proclaimed den mother of this community <laughs> <Mother>. <laughs> <laughs> who's here now um but i want to thank everyone for joining us in the final podcast of the pre-season and if you have any questions make sure to message jb on twitter at jb underscore dr sc for quality advice
2: just d-i-s-c uh, i think that's all right
0: oh my gosh <laughs> why am i here drsc okay and and pistol underscore drsc and chizo underscore drsc for just average advice maybe oh, well, well no look send jb your well wishes he, he couldn't be here today and i was here and we did this
2: makes it sound like he's <laughs> like in a grave or something
0: No, he's fine he's fine he's, he just yeah he just he he changed my whole day around and i'm I'm happy that i was here thank you
2: for for filling in i appreciate you've done a great job and uh, i can't wait for you to get off the microphone (laughs)
0: you'll never hear the end of it so (laughs) thank you guys so much for checking this out thank you to pistol for giving us so much great information thank you to chizo and jb for not even allowing me to have the seat for basically being cornered into this role and good luck for the season community we'll see you next time bye